In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about copping out with option C, algorithms for murder, post-it note plotting, and our love of Jesse Valinsky and audiobooks with Lily Sparks, author of Teen Killers Club. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to talk to Lily Sparks, author of Teen Killers Club. Yay! It's gonna be good! Claire, is it time? It is time. It is so time. It is time. Would you rather? Yay! Woo! And today is... um. Even more special than it normally is, even though we're always excited about Would You Rather. But today is very special because Lily Sparks has joined us. We dragged her on and she was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll come. And now she's here. Yay. Yay. Very excited to be here. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Um, So we're going to dive in and give you the social media question first. And we've got some percentages to throw at you just to see if it'll influence your answer. And we've also got some comments from our listeners. Again, you may be able to just utilise their reasoning for yourself. We do that all the time. We do. It's not cheating. (laughs) So, (laughs) on social media, we asked, Oh no! You've got evidence to hide. (gasps) Would you rather bury it or burn it? Now, we already know because we've discussed this already and we've done the summary. The evidence is a body. Okay, but social we can, media we can is a say that on social media about talking about <laughs> burying or burning dead bodies. So yeah, it's evidence, but the body's never a piece of evidence, you know. I mean, if there's ever evidence of your crime, <laughs> resoundingly across the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, everybody is burning their evidence. I have a feeling they may be burning paperwork. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they know that they're burning corpses. No, but they are. They are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we do have some comments. We'll give them to you, and then they may influence your answer. Annie on Facebook said, uh, "You can set on fire and watch it burn with a dramatic soundtrack." It's very good. <laughs> Brie on Facebook says, burn, baby, burn, disco inferno. She's singing us a song today. Then explode the ashes and walk away without looking at it. So she wants to do the toss a match over the shoulder. I I, I get uh, Linda Hamilton who did, uh, who who was in Terminator when she's Linda, and she just see explosions walking away and she's just a badass walking towards camera. (laughs) Yes. I see that, but Brie, obviously. I think that's accurate. Coral on Facebook said, I would bury it just so you know you can go back, just in case you need it, just to make sure you bury it when no one can find it. Feels a little Dexter to me, but I'm fine with that. (laughs) Constance on Facebook says, I choose bury only if it's evidence we need to clear our name. Need to protect and hide it until the time is right. If it's evidence of something bad I've done, then burn, baby, burn. (laughs) 
Colin on Facebook said, Burn that bad lad. What better way to hide something than to destroy it utterly in the cleansing embrace of flames? Plus, <laughs> you can do a little dance around it as it burns. And if you do that when you've buried something, you just look like a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shelf Addiction on Instagram says, Burn, buried evidence can always be found. Mm. That's true. It can also always be found if you gently throw it in the lake, right on the shore, <laughs> and it'll just come right back. Just, just lift it, just, just slightly. Just a little plop. Yeah. So what are you doing? What are you doing, Lily? I think I'm going to go with Barry. Uh, I know I have a bit of an advantage here, but I do believe I'll want to work under cover of night. So flames are a dead giveaway. Oh, yeah. Smoke is also a giveaway during the day. And if we're talking about a body, you have to get up to some pretty extreme temperatures to destroy uh, destroy bone, teeth, all those signifiers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up with half a barbecue plate to bury <laughs> anyway if you burn. <laughs> so, so just true. start with the bearing. Go from there. Yeah. I think I'm going to bury also. And, like, what is it that... I feel like I saw a meme or something that said, you know, if you have to bury a body, plant like some sort of endangered tree species or something on top oh, of it. Yeah. And they Fair can't enough. dig it up. So that's what I'm doing. Listeners, <laughs> take this advice. <laughs> what do you think, You've Claire? You've got a huge patch of land near you, some woods anyway. So you've I got know. plenty of space. But you don't want to bury it there i've thought about this a lot and i know i shouldn't i know they're supposed to be th- spur of the moment but to be fair it's been on again off again for several years now um i i'm going to go with Barry as well but i'm transporting that baby far away because the last thing you need is this is especially good i think in america i've watched a lot of documentaries if you cross state lines because they've got mm-hmm. a body and how do they identify that body? If we're talking body, of course, just body. Because we are. We are, 100%. We are talking body. Especially in America, if you cross state lines, it's not the necessary access to a federal database that's going to help identify the body. It's local. Mm-hmm. And if that person has never been on the police radar in any way, shape or form, it's going to make it even harder to identify who they are and therefore harder to identify who the potential killer is. Also, don't kill people you know. It's obvious. <laughs> kill strangers? That's what... Yes. It's good don't advice. kill anybody. PSA, do not kill anybody. It's bad. <laughs> it's probably the best advice. Hot take. The best don't advice we're the giving boobs. out today. Don't kill people that you know there's a callback it's good it sounds really good <laughs> but yeah i'm I'm burying it but to be fair if it was documentation if it was paperwork it's biodegradable put it on the compost heap yeah, yeah shred it up some tea bags banana skins yeah eggshells. yeah no one will know no one will know no they never expect the uh like the people composting things you know, unless Commun- like community garden compost heat. Yeah, they would never, they would never know. Plus, it's good for the environment. It is. Got to think of the planet. Okay, let's go on to our next question. <laughs> it's even better because the actual body is actually involved in this one. Excellent. Would you rather 
run the obstacle course at the Teen Killers Club camp or cut up and hide a body. Now, you can choose if this is a mannequin body or, you know, a corpse body. You, you can choose which one. Both have been provided for us in the text. So you choose which kind you're hiding. <laughs> you're pointing fingers of guilt again. <laughs> uh, is this is this is this directed to me? Are there social oh, media oh, responses? This for is this? no. This is uh, we're we're just us now. Okay. That's why the question's way worse. <laughs> I would go straight for the obstacle course. I uh, I went to several summer camps well i've never been to summer camp i've only worked at summer camps as a counselor so i've gone through obstacle courses not as intense as the one in the book but i i love a i love a ropes course (laughs) so i i would find that a joy and i have a very hard time just cutting up my chicken for tacos so bodies are not for me (laughs) real or fake it doesn't matter Real or fake? Because I, you know, I used a mannequin hand prop when I tried to make a sizzle reel for Teen Killers Club, and damn near took my own thumb off trying to <laughs> trying to cut it in half at one point. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. See, that I would... don't think you're using the correct Japanese three hundred dollar knife there. Really. <laughs> but you know, if you had cut off your own thumb, that would have made for an excellent reel. <laughs> <laughs> Get the camera. You are Make such it. a method actor. That <laughs> yes. blows my mind. Record it. Blood spurting everywhere. I like that. This is gold. What are you doing, are you Claire? Doing? Oh, uh-huh, no, I asked you first. first. Dang it. Um, not the obstacle course. No way, shape, or form. <laughs> I, I am not fit for that. I'm not built for that. It's a terrible idea. I remember looking at ropes at the school gym and going, why would anybody try to climb that? That's stupid. No. <laughs> I felt so sorry for Signal and I related so hard to her like wanting to cry with the amount of pain and suffering she was going through on that obstacle course. I was like, yeah, samezies, samezies. <laughs> and then having to made, be made to do it again? No, no. I, the fact that she could stand the next day how like how I, I struggle after a brisk walk these days give me that body I will cut it up and I will hide it I will use the proper tools a nice cleaver get through the bone get through the gristle you know you've got to go for the joint you don't go for the middle of the leg you go for the joint I'm why do you have all this much. murder knowledge <laughs> I watch a lot of true crime documentaries when I'm not feeling very well. And when I was at school, I saw every episode of Murder, She Wrote. So I think I have a very rounded education in murder. <laughs> I have not committed murder. For legal reasons, I'm declaring this. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I don't know which one I want to do. Like... I don't want to climb a, I don't want to free climb an apartment building because I am idea. so afraid of heights. I would just, when I got to the top, I would just throw up and then pass out and fall off the edge. So I guess. That would be a good reel for the advert for the, for the It book. would be. It would be. Let's make one. Um, <laughs> I, 
I mean, I guess I'm going to cut up and hide a body, but I'm going to hide it better than Signal did all <laughs> all 80 times she tried to hide it. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better than she did. To be fair, you could cut up the body and hide it in the bin and that would be a better job than what Signal did. She really did a terrible job. My Ooh, favorite was the funny. first Ooh, one. And she's like, I'm just going to just I'm just going to go to the edge of the lake and toss it right in like, come on, man. You gotta try a little bit harder than that. She did not need to be there. You know what you you know when you see those videos of people who like throw the fish back in the water that have accidentally like <laughs> flopped out and they're just like so gentle going, There you go, there you go. Or they're helping those little baby birds fly by holding them and just going, Be free. It's just the gentlest little be free moment. <laughs> That's what, what she did. Doing that? With a fake body. It's fake signal. Don't, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's not real. Well, you know the guy from the Jinx, like the uh, the true crime documentary about that guy who like killed his wife, and he went like a bit of a spree, where he would dress up like a woman, and then he would pack his victims into like trash in suitcases, wrap them in trash bags, walk them to the end of this like boating pier, and just kind of throw them off. Yeah, and like. He was caught like very quickly after that. Because, so you know, he, he was a little bit of an inspiration. Where it was like just this kind of like weariness, where she's like, "I'm going anyway. I'm you know, I'm just marking C on all the multiple choice and getting out of here because it doesn't matter anymore. I'm I'm gone. Like whatever." It's very C on multiple choice. To body hey, I will defend pier. that methodology. I got an A plus on my geography, multiple choice GCSEs. Thank you very much. Uh, I didn't know most of the answers, I will admit. The, the two that I didn't, I marked C. And I got an A star. That's top 5% of the country, baby. Well, they say always go for the C. Always go for the C. Math is on your side. All right, what's our next question? Oh, I don't feel like we need one after that. <laughs> Which teen killer would you rather team up with? Dennis, Eric, Jada, Javier, Nobody, Signal, or the Twins? There's a lot of teen killers. I don't there was a answer. lot of teen killers. I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> I do. Jada, because I like her style. Jade is badass. I got Harley Quinn vibes from her, and that rocked my boat. <sighs> she she was ready to turn people's faces into the Joker. Um, yeah, yeah, you're hardcore. <laughs> you're hardcore. You're gonna sit there. You're gonna play with a knife. You're gonna like pick spinach out with your knife with tea in your teeth, like a big machete thing as well, because she's she's bald. And you're gonna be like giving people the wee crazy eyes. Love it. I love it. I mean, I kind of have a thing for nobody, so. Well, you like pretty girl killers. I do. <laughs> I'd have to pick nobody. Also, uh, she straight up murdered Dog Mask while everyone was like standing <laughs> around. She was like, nope, fuck you guys, and just shivved him. So. That was one of my favorite scenes, so. I'm right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I gotta go with nobody. Can we team up with both of them? How cool would that be? That, yeah, that's okay too. And then we can go on a Gotham City Sirens like road trip. Because Gotham City Sirens is Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy and Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm into that. Trip. I'm into that. It's a good trip. 
So who are you picking? This is like the most important question I feel like for you. Oh, well, it would have to be Dennis. Oh, yeah, Dennis. He does all the computer stuff, so he would be doing all the hard work. I would just be, you know, getting him takeout, going back and forth to Best Buy, being like, oh, you need a HDMI converter or something, (laughs) just like watching him type. (laughs) It'd be very chill. Yeah, I'd have to go with Dennis. I love how you've gone with the chill, and I'm like, psycho. <laughs> yeah, same, same Z's. Beautiful psycho for me, though. <laughs> We're adventurous. What can we say? All right. Would you rather kill a killer who's killed a lot, or learn who's responsible for killing your best friend? Maybe the one I mean... you said. They could be one and the same. That's cheating, though. That's cheating. Option C. You've you've answered option C. (laughs) Always answer option C. Now that there is an option C, I'm just going to plump for it because uh, always choose option C. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... Usually, though, Amanda, we would scream there is no option C, but we created this monster. (laughs) We did. We really did. So, allow it. We're gonna let this slide. Look, I'm I'm gonna kill a killer who's killed a lot of people. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna join the cult just for funsies, anyway. You just want the t-shirt. I do. I want I want the gold like star paint all over my face. <laughs> and yeah, I I mean. I got like real midsummer vibes and I want to be there and I'm going to kill that guy. I can't believe she didn't stab him. Like, come on. (laughs) He's standing there and he's like, okay, stab me. You can do it. Just do it. And then she stabs him in the shoulder, like just this, just this much farther over and it would have been done, but she doesn't want to be a killer and I get it and it's fine, but I want her to be a killer. Yeah, she's I wanted to be killed. I'm simple. I wanted to be killed as well. I was like, no, yeah. no, he's standing there being all stabby. Come yeah, on. and he's a creep. Kill you him. can kill him. It's okay. He's giving you permission. <laughs> kill him. Just do it. Yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill Angel. Even though that's not necessarily the question that we asked, I'm just just telling everyone, <laughs> putting it out into the your universe. Your killer who was killed. Yeah. Very challenging. Very, yeah. very, very bloodthirsty. This question has gotten. Oh my goodness. I mean, to be fair, we've, this we're tame. Yeah, it is. We're we're pretty bloodthirsty. <laughs> we've, cut up, we've cut up and hidden bodies already and burnt it's them. True. This we have. Nothing. Yeah. I do you feel but like a man said light. Are showing though? being killed yeah I'd have to go for the truth about the friend I don't want you to die but no I would avenge you thanks I would avenge you too thank you violently yes in a vintage wedding dress (gasps) it's so cinematic I'm doing it (laughs) I just want to still with you with the knife all bloody and the the gore coming down your hands as well and just the the, the cutting the, the 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 splatter going across i'm gonna have to do it i'm gonna have to go out and find a vintage wedding dress and take a cosplay picture for this week 
can I have Please. half an emotion where just one single tear goes down your cheek? It'll be and, fake. And it smears the blood. <laughs> just because like, I finally avenged my best friend's murder. Yes. Now Although what do I'll... I do with my life? Yeah, what do I do now? Although I wish that she still had blue hair at that point, because I've got a really nice blue wig that like I wanted to put on for today, and then I thought, no, Amanda, don't do that. It's too much. But you are wearing oh, a blue t-shirt, had... so the homage is there. It's true. Hmm. What was the blue wig for? Oh, I don't even remember why I bought it. I just I have like seventy five wigs. I do that a lot works. of costume stuff. Why did I get that one? Oh, oh it was for um, um for Carew. Yeah, for Carew yeah. from uh, Daughter of Smoke and Bone is why I bought that one. I've got about seven wigs currently, and they're all in one cupboard. And there's a Rococo one, and there's a blonde bowl cut that is so good. Um, yeah, it's good to have them. You never know when you need them. I feel like you should be wearing that one right now. <laughs> I feel like I you am. need to take a take a break and go put on random wigs and then come back. I've Guess got mine what? right down here. I've got well, I've got one right down here. I can reach for it and have it on. In two seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, what's our last question? Oh goodness knows at this point. <laughs> oh, I know this one. Laurie. Would you rather choose Javier or Eric? Oh God, I love them both. See, I've got an option C, but I'm not allowed. <laughs> Is your option C nobody? Nobody or Jada. Okay. <laughs> They're one of my favorite characters, so that's where my heart belongs. I was torn. I hated the love triangle because, like, just keep it as a triangle. Just keep both of them. Don't choose one. <laughs> choose both. How can you do that? They're killers. Why did you make me love all of the killers? What is this power you have over me? I knew that was going to happen more. You love the assholes. I do. Which sounds really wrong. <laughs> you like people who are jerks. I do. They're the best. What can I say? It's probably having uh, a little asshole t-shirt now. Redbubble store. Plug. <laughs> we'll, have to send, we'll have to send you one. We like to send gifts to our authors who visit us for the first time. So we'll have to send you a lovable asshole t-shirt. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's me to a T. <laughs> so who are you picking? Who do you pick, Javier or Eric? I simply cannot choose because I don't want to spoil the second and third books too much. And I feel like if I if I if I throw a name at you it'll become just just way too obvious. Uh, where the end game lies in book three, which is what I'm currently writing, so yeah. Oh. But the I, second book I is called. That's an acceptable book. Teen killers in love. <laughs> Teen killers in love. So it gets a fair amount more romantic in the second book. But also murdery. Don't worry, people get stabbed. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Plenty, of, plenty of that. There are melted bodies too. Like, don't worry. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm really upset that, you know, after Signal and Dennis did such a good job, you know, making their acid bath, like, why didn't she, why didn't she make one for her fake rose corpse? 
Well, it, it comes in handy later, but I don't okay. think it would have had the same effect on silicon because it is more of like an organic tissue mm, solution. Yeah. yeah, you're probably, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I want to go to Google and find out what melts silicon. I can't you answer this. answered by the way, Amanda. I can't. I can't answer it. I cannot. I can't choose. Don't make me choose. <laughs> you just need vinegar to to soften silicon, which will help you melt it. Just vinegar. Oh. Alcohol and WD forty. Everything you have in the house. Well, good. Good to know. We've already got it. <laughs> okay, so I think I might have to pick Javier. Um, and like normally when I'm reading, I don't. I have trouble like fan casting people but Javier for me and it's gonna have to be you know grown up 17 years later Javier but it's it's Diego from Umbrella Academy and I love him oh. <laughs> okay. so so yeah I might have to pick Javier just just for that reason but it's but it's grown up you know because I can't I can't choose to love a 17-year-old because that's gross. Amanda, stop it. Um, yeah. I, I fan-casted I... Andrew Garfield as Eric. Oh, I could see Obviously, that. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, We're talking as adults because otherwise right. creepy. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go with Eric. Okay. I think Eric's sharper as well. But Javier's so sweet. Slash murdery. <laughs> I mean, you've got your sweet murdery, but then you've got your calculating. And I think I like the calculating just a little bit mm. more. Yeah. I think that's fine. You can have Eric, and I'll have Javier, and Lily will keep her damned secrets from us. Keep Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> One day, somebody is going to tell us something that they really shouldn't have, and we're going to be like, oh! <gasps> No. And then I'll be kind and edit it out, and then we'll just have to Listen keep to it the on the inside. Clip over again privately. Yes. Be like, Hee. yes. <sighs> Tis the dream, okay. Amanda. Tis the dream. I know. One day, one day it'll happen. I'm trying to think of a random would you rather I can just suddenly throw at you since you copped out of the last one. Um, yeah, I think great. we should just move on. I think we should move yeah. on to our other questions. That's great. the end. It's the end of Would You Rather. So we gotta we gotta move on to other things. <sighs> mm. So what was the inspiration? Like and also there's so many pieces and like so many different things happen and it does not seem at all like these things would fit together, but they do. And it was good like Friends oh. and strings. Do you have a murder board? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what was the inspiration, and how did you make it work so well? Um, well, you know, I listen to a lot of this American Life podcasts, and um, they have one on the hair checklist uh, and how it was affecting parole outcomes. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, like I wonder how long it'll be before they make this like an algorithm rather than a checklist. Um, because I used to write for Microsoft, and we at the time, like I would write like blurbs for Microsoft and we worked off of this proprietary software that kind of sorted uh, all the day's stories according to what was trending. 
Um, so I was just working around algorithms all the time and everything I interacted with, I was like, there's going to be an algorithm for this eventually. And, uh, so yeah, I just kind of like had that thought and then I was like, Oh, but like, um, you know, they'd have to have a lot of oversight with that because what if the algorithm like classed someone as a psychopath who wasn't, and then like just the whole idea kind of popped up in my head where it was like, Oh man, that'd be so great. Or like <laughs> some innocent person got thrown in with a bunch of like psychopaths, but like, what if also like it was a summer camp? I, I, I don't know. It was just like a, it just combined a lot of things that I think about all the time on one walk around the block with my dog. And then I came home and started outlining. Awesome. Um, I love I'm... the summer camp thing. So it's a, yeah. such a, a nice, like traditional horror setting as well. But the campers are the horror. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of friends. Jason doesn't want to visit <laughs> this summer camp. <laughs> no, he's he, Oh, imagine. Oh, there's there's some fanfic. You can have Jason as one of the, the campers. I feel like he'd one be a counsellor. He would be one of the original campers and he'd come back as a counsellor. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay with exactly. that. Exactly. I'm okay with I that. I mean, that's basically Dog Mask, you know. Yeah. Oh, Dog Mask, like... Why'd you pick a dog mask? It was so creepy and good. Where? I'm glad it wasn't a clown. Thank you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so know, I like, do- I I don't know why specifically it was a dog. Like, I think around this time, I'd also gone to, like, Sleep No More recently. And there was a lot of, like, just, like, actors with, like, masks on doing, like, witchy stuff. And so anytime I wanted to kind of plus the witchiness in something, I was like, let's put him in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that does work for upping your witchiness and just making something that much spookier. Yeah. Well, masks are inherently creepy. Like, yeah. you can't see somebody's real face, so you don't know their real intention. Are they, are they horrified by what they're doing? Are they enjoying it a bit too much? Yeah. yeah Do no, they not care? Yeah, no, I'm early on in the pandemic, I was walking around the block and there was a guy in like a full gas mask. And like that, like that, I was like, okay, you know, we're all feeling a little paranoid, but also he had like a diamond top walking cane, which added a certain jauntiness. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of turned around the other way. I was like... Thought he was a plague doctor mask. Gas masks are freaky. They're really, really creepy. I, I do yeah. not like gas masks. Would They're you rather? For a reason. Would you rather wear a gas mask or a dog mask? <laughs> plague doctor mask. With the beak. Option C. Option C. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we're doing. Option C today. I feel so naughty. <laughs> So, um, can you tell I us? I do you want to know, did you have oh. a murder board, though? Oh, yeah, we need to, pl- to know that. To, for all the threads. Because I'm so uh, obsessed with murder boards. It is, a, it is a common fact on this on the podcast. I I have plotting boards, which are very similar. I mean, they're basically just a murder board that hasn't happened yet, right? Especially if you're writing murder mysteries. It's like, I have one behind me right now where it's just, like, keeping track of where characters are in the plot in relation to each other and what they're up to and how they're feeling about it. So I guess I have imaginary murder boards. Cool. Does that count? If, if, yeah. if you could assign a color to a character, 
which one? I know. I was wondering the same thing. I was like, okay, who, who, what, oh, what do the yeah. colors mean? Then there's a blue signal. Um, the bright yellow is Javier. The pale yellow is nobody. The green is Dennis. Pink is Jada, of course. And purple is Eric. Now I'm like looking, okay, where do they go? Where do they cluster <laughs> together? Quantum. When does one disappear? <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any just random colour added in. It's like, oh, who's that? Signal's <laughs> yeah, no. got a nice little diagonal line. I just got and, a little downward spiral. Yeah. So. Which one was purple? Because they're going up. That's they're crossing. Yeah. Oh. You know, people who don't get to watch the videos for this are really missing out right now. This is a very visual medium, but then there should be Patreon members, so they should, I'm, I'm but... not feeling too sorry for them. No. Oh my uh, god. Okay, stop staring at the wall. Stop it. <laughs> staring at the post-it wall. I know. I'm, 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 I'm assuming now that you like a good stationery then. Some quality paper and good post-it notes. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a there's this quote about how like personal personalized stationery is one of life's small necessities or something, and it's a Ted Bundy quote. Like Ted Bundy <laughs> was a huge advocate of personalized stationery. <laughs> I can't help but feel you should be taking his advice, given your career path. <laughs> Not that you're a serial killer. You just write about them a lot. And a lot of An them. An awful lot. An awful lot of them. Not just one either. Yeah, one doesn't lot. satisfy you. No. Give me more. Give me more murder. Give me more death. It's right up our alley, though. All yes. murder all the time. With masks. Yes. You know, via a book can be very cozy. I don't know if I'd endorse it outside of books. No, not in real life. No. <laughs> Only in fiction. Matter who you like on the page, that's fine. Oh, do you do that? Have you written people into your books to only to murder them because they deserved it? Maybe subconsciously. Mm. I'm sure subconsciously. I'm sure there's someone who's been killed off my books or if I really sat and thought about it, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> See if I knew anybody who's a murder mystery, like a writer of these type of any books that get lots of people dead. I'd be like, can you kill me? I'd be quite happy with that. I'm sure when we spoke to Beth Revis, her students actively asked yes. to be in the books and be murdered by her in yep. the books. That's yeah, she awesome. said that. She said yeah. that, yeah. That's awesome. I can see that. <laughs> Uh, so where did Signal get her name? Oh, well, she kind of has an explanation for it uh, in the second book. Like, you kind of find out where that comes from. Um, and it was, like, it originally was going to be Signe, uh, based on this performance artist that I love named Signe Pierce. But I was like, I can't put a name in a book that is very hard to pronounce that's just one of my own pet peeves like the first time I read like the first Harry Potter book I was like Hermione <laughs> <laughs> you know like and it, it just like when I found out I was reading it wrong it really threw me kind of thing so I was like I need a I need a version of Signe that like people because that's spelled S-I-G-N-E mm -hmm. I was like I want a version of that name where no one has any questions about how it's pronounced and it was really important to me to give her a name that 
um, no one I knew had and that most people probably wouldn't know someone who had that name because I have two sisters and whenever I run into their names in a book, like that's them. Like I mentally cast them. I can't see anybody else for the name like Allison. <laughs> so I didn't want anyone to ha run into that. I wanted it to be just like a very uh, personalized character. I like that. I know what you mean when you see characters with people's names, I, especially if scenes get a bit adult in nature. Like, <laughs> I do not want to be thinking about my friends doing this. I don't need that in my life. Never mind being viciously murdered. <laughs> Claire, you were kind of, you know, traumatized when Jackson Ford's tiny child crazy oh. killer had the same name as your son. That kind of messed you up a little bit. And around about the same age. Yeah. And obsessed with earthquakes at the time. Oh. I'm still yeah. traumatized. I still love the book. This will murder everyone. Don't do it. Could you finish the book? Yeah. Well, yeah, we've covered it on the podcast, so... She never I don't... Well, I, I, I have not put a book down, not finished it in a long, 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 long time. Um, even if I don't like it, I will eventually get to the end. I just might put it down and pick it up on occasion, but I will read The Sucker eventually. It's very, very noble. It's more of a sense of completion. <laughs> it's my own psychosis. But I'll tell everybody else, I'll advocate, if a book's not bringing you joy, if you don't get the Marie Kondo effect from a book, put it down and read oh, what yeah. you want to read. Toss it out, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, have you... Completely changing topics. Have you listened to the audiobook of your book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was... That was like a life highlight because I've always been a huge audiobook fan. So hearing it as an audiobook really, it just blew me away. And the narrator, uh, Jesse Belinsky, she's like an actress where like yeah. she embodied all of the voices and she just really got it. Like I was just, she's, she's amazing. And it's, it's really something to hear. And like, I like, I've written for TV shows before where you get to see the actors like bring their interpretation of lines and, there's something so magical about someone else's interpretation of something and it makes it so much better. I don't know. It's we yeah. Know so Jessie. the short answer is yes. <laughs> we're, we're huge fans of Jesse on the podcast. We've listened to a whole bunch of the books that she's done and she's been on the show before a few times too. So we, uh, we have crushes on Jesse Falinski. Oh, she's amazing. She's so amazing. Yeah. She's doing the sequel as well. So I'm oh, extremely good. excited about good, that. Good, good, good. Excellent. I'm sure we read Clown in the Cornfield, which I... Yes. Yes. I purely bit saw it because she tweeted or Instagrammed and said, I've done the audiobook for it. And I think me and Amanda were like messaging exactly at the same time going, Jessie's done this, we need to read it. Didn't even read the synopsis, just yeah. we have to read its book. She's hugely, scarily talented. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. She's amazing. Cool. Do you... And you're probably going to say, can't tell you, have backstories. Because we need more about these <laughs> delicious, delightfully flawed people. I, I think it's probably one of my favourite things, isn't it? It's the fact that they're not perfect characters. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, can you get more flawed than being willing to take life? Uh, but they're just so massively flawed in so many different ways. And we absolutely adore that. 
but we need more. So do you have backstories for them? Are we going to find out any backstories? Are they going to be mysteries? Tell us more. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's a moment in the first book where they kind of get, like, a list of their darkest secrets for, like, the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I like going into just, like, outlining the first book, that was kind of, like, the first thing I did was think about, like, who are each of these people? Where do they come from? How do they get here? And, like, the, the rest of the series is essentially discovering those backstories and finding out how they kind of interact with the camp and what that's going to mean for like the future of the Wiley Stanton. So in the second book, we find out about Eric's backstory and nobody's backstory. And then the third book um, is really focused on the twins backstory and Dennis's backstory. And by the end of it, we've really gotten kind of a clear picture of everyone. So (laughs) book two comes out August 1st. It's so, so soon. What do you have a projected date for book three? Um, well, it's actually August 9th. Oh, 9th. Uh, okay, sorry. But I wish it would be August 1st. That would be pretty cool. Uh, the third book is due August 1st, so I, I those two dates are looming large in my head. Um, but uh, the, th- the third book comes out, I want to say, April 2023. <gasps> but then I got um, – no, that's not right. It's fall 2023. That's right. It's fall 2023. That was the last email I got from them. So I think – there's like a paperback that's coming out in April 2023, but book three is slated to come out sometime in fall 2023. So pretty soon, pretty wow. pretty quick. No, that's so far away from us. <laughs> we, need, we need it now. <laughs> you could just go ahead and send it to us now. We would appreciate that. <laughs> but I, I guess we need summer camp. I was going to say we'll have to do a theme just based on summer camps because I was thinking about that the other day. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Because it's July now. Yeah. Yes. We need to start thinking about our 2023 book things. We so do. if you can give us a brief synopsis and all the details of what happens in it, we'll be able to do <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us everything. It's fine. One day this will fine. work, I swear. I know. It's not the same. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so... Claire, I feel like you need to ask um, this next question because that's one of your favorite questions to ask people. <laughs> what are you having for dinner? No. <laughs> well, yeah. No, Apart I was going to say that. that started with Jesse Valinsky, did it? No, it didn't. It did not start with Jesse Valinsky. It started with no, Sophie it's... Amos. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm always asking people what they're having for dinner. <laughs> See, the problem is, because it's 11 o'clock at night for me, I've had my dinner, but now I need to fantasize about what everybody else is having for their dinner. <laughs> so I tend to ask people what you're going to have for your dinner. But I also want to know, do you have any snacks, any music? Do you have any like particular comforts that you need to have to stir the creative imagination, to be able to you know, sit down and write those X amount of words every day? Oh, you know, I'm big on playlists. Like, I have very specific playlists. Like, you know, even chapter by chapter, I'll make a playlist. And it really helps me to just be blaring music while I write. And I felt almost self-conscious about that until I found out Stephen King does the same thing. And I was like, okay, I'm a good company. But, uh, you know, I was an art major in school. And I, I had an art teacher who was like, you, you should never listen to music while you paint. You should never make your art while listening to another artist. It's derivative. It's, it's piggybacking on their efforts. And I just, 
I listen to music while I paint. I listen to music while I write. So I don't know. It's it's a must for me. It's very hard for me to write when it's silent. I kind of need something can creating you, an atmosphere. Can you share your playlist on Spotify with us? Oh yeah, that, you know I have a. I absolutely will. I'll put something together. I also have a link to the YouTube version. I just keep on my site like around the year. I'll be like, this is what I'm listening to, and I'll change it from time to time. Yeah. Um, it's all like crazy people music to quote a friend, <laughs> but there's some there's some bops in there too. That's fun. I I I I'm, well, it's again a known fact. I have absolutely no music knowledge, but I'm very eclectic in my mix, uh, uh, taste. So I do like to like piggyback on everybody else and go. Ah, I'm not a huge weirdo after all. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I hardly ever listen to music anymore because I'm always listening to audiobooks. Whoops. But it's fine. It's fine. It depends if I'm summarizing the audiobook at the time. If I'm summarizing mm. it, I cannot listen to it in the car because I will forget. Oh, no. Like, no, see, it, then you just listen to it long. over again. That's what uh, I do. I just uh, keep listening to them over and over and over again. I wish I had the opportunity to be able to do that. But unfortunately, it's a, a one shot. Yeah. I did listen to um teen killers club in one sitting it's so good work, in the office it's great when i go in the office because there's nobody there and there's not a lot of face-to-face meetings and stuff so i can just plug myself in crack on with the day and then i get this like delightful entire story in my head and by half two because uh double speed sorry um i've finished it and gone whoa so good <laughs> and then potentially get very annoyed because it's such a cliffhanger looking at you lily sparks <laughs> that i need to have the second one right now and i have to wait to august it's really <laughs> close though it's really really close <sighs> okay i won't log my complaint but know that i wasn't happy <laughs> well you know as soon Should've as the audio arcs are available i'll try and shoot you guys some links so you can listen to it early if at all possible um, we got audio arcs last time so i'm imagining yes. there'll be a link that i can send along but amazing. i'm so excited amazing it's, it's so wait. good to have such like gritty characters but like we talked about jesse valinsky but having jesse valinsky in my ears as well you know just having that like it's entire th- brought together all these fantastic threads and it's just so satisfying. It's like, people. some people don't like audiobooks. And that's fine. But we are massive proponents of audiobooks. We really, really we, are. We listen to so many and get very upset if there is not an audiobook version of books that we like to read. Because quite often, we'll listen to it and we'll read it. So <laughs> and we then get we'll the listen to of... it again. <laughs> so, so we get the best of both worlds. No, a hundred percent, a hundred, especially because like when I'm not writing, like I don't want to be like necessarily reading because I'm just like want to give my eyes a break or like yeah. I want to be like doing laundry. <laughs> so having an audiobook and getting through the things you have to do while you are like mentally somewhere else is like so, so necessary to my mental health. And uh, yeah, when you find someone like Jesse who can create like a cast of people, it's it's really special. I've I, I think like she and Simon Vance are like the two narrators where like I just automatically listen to anything, anything they read. Um, 
yeah, they're magical. It's, it's magical to hear someone read a story. Yeah. Have you heard of uh, um, any joint by January Lavoie? Oh, in should, Amanda's oh. words, was it she, she's three people in a trench coat? She's three people in a trench coat. <laughs> she is. She, she did the um, Diviners series by Libba Britt, which is oh, brilliant so if you get the good. chance to listen to those four. You should so, write that down. Books. You should for Absolutely sure listen to fantastic. that. Yeah. Am- Amanda had, was it half or a full emotion? I had one full emotion listening to that one. Like, even, I took a picture, I took a selfie while I was reading the last book with, like, a tear, which doesn't happen, because I don't don't have emotions. So, it was serious. (laughs) But yeah, she's she's one of our favorites. Also, um, just based on sheer dreaminess alone, Steve West. Have you ever listened to anything by Steve West? You oh, might shit. swoon, because I do. He's, his voice is made of dreams, and it's a thirst yes. fest. Yes. Honestly, it's... Yeah. Um, Strange it's... the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor is a good one that he's done that we... Uh, slash I am obsessed with. It's me. You it's me. Crazy. I'm the one who has the obsession with Steve West, and it's okay. Give I need mean, to... Probably Do you know what I've just remembered? Jesse Valinsky voiced the Matthew in Jackson Ford's She did. Book she did. As well, which freaked me out because it was like, <laughs> oh, God, Jesse, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Jesse. Because we talk, we'd actually had the opportunity to speak to her a bit by this time. And if you're on the show, you are part of our family. It's true, you are. So you are now part of the fictional hangover family. Sorry, not sorry. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Don't do this, Jesse. Stop it, Jesse. Stop it. But yeah, she just wouldn't stop. I feel like like she told us she was doing this one one of the times when she was on. Are you getting that vague memory? I feel like, I mean, I know that Kendara Blake told us to read this one. One of the oh, thousands really? of times that Kendara has been on the show because oh wow, also obsessed with Kendara Blake. But um, the, I think the problem is I get mixed up because I do look at Jessie's um Instagrams when she because she po- always posts that she has new releases out, so I always get confused. Going right, I need to put these on my TBR, or whether or not she actually did tell us. But it could have be the one when because we've had her on twice, mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering if it's when she came on with Bridget Tyler, maybe. And now I just feel like I'm name dropping. I know, we are. <laughs> we talk to a lot of people. We're so lucky. We really, really are. I get very obsessed with that, talking to that people. That people humor us enough to come on the podcast. It's fine. Um, it is. It okay, is. now I have another question because you said you said the magic words a minute ago and I've only been thinking about it since then. Um, Stephen King, what's your favorite <laughs> Stephen King book? Um, I'm going to say Carrie, uh, just, just because I listened to it at the right time, like at the right age, at the right time. Yeah. Again, listened. Right? Right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's always been very, very inspirational to me, just as a, uh, a YA text, if you will. <laughs> it's a classic for a reason. It is. It's a good one. The Salem's Lot, though. I think was too scary for me. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Salem's Lot scared me like so terribly. 
that I had to like I had to like take a break from it. I had to do the Joey in the icebox kind of thing. Where I had to stop <laughs> listening to it for a brief period and like listen to some kind of like rom com type light romance and then go back because I was just getting too deep. I was getting too deep in it. Um, I'm all, I'm a fan of. I think my favorite is uh, Doctor Sleep. Really? Was, yeah, I really liked Doctor Sleep, and also I think. I mean, I really like Will Patton as a narrator. You know, he's also an actor and, like, he's in a bunch of stuff. But he does such a good job when he narrates Stephen King's books. So I really, I really liked listening to that one. He also did another one that I liked, uh, The the Outsider, I think it was called. And then they had the TV show. Did you watch that? Or have you read that one? Do you know anything about that one? That was a good one. Let's check it out. What did you think of the adaptation of Doctor Sleep? I liked it. I loved it. I wanted. I. I mean, Rose the Hat was my <laughs> was my go to for a little while. <laughs> Slightly obsessed with Rose the Hat. It was good. Your cosplay of Rose the Hat was brilliant. I really enjoyed being Rose the Hat. <laughs> I just wish I could wear a top hat every day, and it was socially acceptable. So every now and again, you, you literally just sit there and go, I wish I could be Rose the Hat. I do. And it's usually <laughs> completely out of the blue. Just random. Very random. It's random. Well, you know, yeah. she's a vampire. She's an energy vampire, but she's still a vampire. And that is important. That's a life goal. Is to I feel be- like Elena Bonham Carter and Stevie Nicks are able to do that on a day-to-day basis. They, uh, they pull it off. Yeah. I kind of like a it. top hat maven five. Maybe I should just do it. I should just start wearing top hats and like, I mean, who's going to stop me? Who is going to stop you? Just yourself. Just yourself. I am the one. (laughs) A gusty wind, perhaps. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get a really, I'm going to get a really nice top hat and I'm just going to start wearing it and everyone can just do it. You're going to be at work one day and the director's going to come in and he's like, Amanda, take that off your head, you fool. And then she's going to confiscate it and wear it herself. Yeah, I was about to say, no, my <laughs> library director would join me in wearing hats. She gave me a whole stack of hats a couple of weeks ago. Just She's like, hey, Amanda, here, do you want these hats? And I'm like, yes. And then I'm I wore a fascinator at work for a while. <laughs> I'm going to camp in for hat week or hat month at the library. Okay. You have to wear a hat. Okay. And then you can start affecting the top hat. And just wear it. You might put, you know, different scarfs around it, some different, yeah. you know, um, it fascinators on it. Mm-hmm. And then, even when Hat Week or Hat Month ends, you just carry on. Yeah. Okay. And then it's a soft lead in. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm just going to start wearing hats. Done. It's a good. It's a good. I will it's really fire good. my email off. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I will give you the director's email privately. She probably doesn't want me to announce it on the podcast. <laughs> she probably doesn't want me emailing her either. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so um, is there anything else that you have? I mean, I know book two is coming out very, very soon, and so is book three. Not soon enough for us, though. But is there anything else that you're working on or anything else that you're excited about? And it doesn't necessarily have to be book-related. Um, well, what I've been listening to recently uh, kind of off of uh, uh, Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey is Warren Jeff's daughter reads her memoir, which is like the most disturbing thing you've ever read, but she reads it herself. 
and it's a tour de force. It's deeply disturbing. It's haunting me hour to hour just because I've been listening to like a bunch of these FLDS testimonials. And she's like, most people have a voice, a voice actor come and read their book. And she is just reading her own damn book. And like, she also just sounds like she sounds like a Xerox of like your grandma's handwriting. Like she just has this like little girl affect where like the way she says her own name is like Rachel. What it, like she just kind of talks like that the whole it's just like it's like Laura Palmer reading her her diary. It's like the scariest thing you've ever read. So that's been <laughs> that's had me in its grip for the last few weeks. Oh, nice. And a little bit of just uh, shameless self promotion. Um, in in advance of the sequel coming out, Teen Killers Club ebook is available everywhere for one ninety nine. So it's a fire sale. Mm. It's a hot opportunity for ebook lovers near and far. Anywhere you buy ebooks, it should be one ninety nine for all of July. So hot deal. That is exciting. Hot deal coming through. All right. And Claire is clearly looking up something and learning about something. I'm I'm reading the summary to um, Breaking Free, How I Escaped My Father, Warren Jeffs, Polygamy, and the FLDS Club by Rachel Jeffs. I've got a good read up. Yeah, I, I, was, I was doing that too. <laughs> like marking it to... You're subtler than I am. Well, I have to do that. If I'm going to be told, given a recommendation, I'm going to go to Goodreads and right. I'm going to put it in the TPR yeah. pile. Right. It's going to happen. It has to be done. It so if there's anything done. else you want to recommend, please. You know, oh, my yeah. TPR pile is huge and it could always use expanding. Oh, well, I should shout out uh, Crystal Smith's um, Evan Wilde. Uh, the the third installment of her Bloodleaf trilogy uh, came out very recently. And uh, every... Every book in that, which is like Bloodleaf, Greythorn, and Evan Wilde, made me like ugly sob. Like I'm not someone who cries during books. Like I don't even sob during this FLDS memoir that is the most disturbing thing I've ever read. But I have I have consistently sobbed through the entire Bloodleaf series. Like it's Little Women. Like it just it just knocks me backwards every single time. So I should really shout that out because it's a trilogy that deserves a lot more attention. I, think. I was looking at uh, Evan Wilde today in the bookstore because the cover was like i was like, Ooh, i know this? i was just about to say look the covers of these books are amazing i was looking at it today <laughs> i had to go to the uh, it was in the geek shop and it was in the specific international section i always look there because you can get some real gems that you can't get in the normal uk bookshop and i saw this one i was like oh it's book three and they didn't have the other two And then I headed over to the side book section and had a look there. <laughs> I really like the cover of your books too. I the something about like the pink and then her blue hair. It was really, it was good. It was a good cover. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's um, Adams Cavalho uh, does the first cover, and I believe the second one is a different artist. I want to say Alvin Epps, but I I may have to correct myself on that one, but. Uh, yeah, no, like the the candy color of the first book, like the first time I saw it, it really knocked me backwards. Cause I did, I had no idea what they were gonna do, and then it was like, oh, this, of course, <laughs> obviously this. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's a good cover. Just good, just everything about it. The book, second one, cover, uh, Teen Killers and Love cover. The, mm-hmm. To be fair, so does the first one. Um, 
at a glance, they look like uh, graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And I think these would be really interesting as a graphic novel as well. Like mm. ones that are highly shaded. There's got to be a lot of shadow just to add the tension to it. Like Dog Mask. I don't want detail of Dog Mask. I kind Ooh, of want yeah. more of a, a profile mm. of a silhouette yeah, of Dog yeah. Mask. I want full-on Dog Mask with like a creepy head tilt. No, oh. that's when you get the close-up. <laughs> From a distance, I just want profile I want okay. to know that it's a dog. And then I want suddenly like a slam up close, mm. hyper detail. Oh, it would be so good. Yeah, I can imagine these as being a really good series for graphic novels as well. Or you know, oh. TV. It would have to be a show or TV. It'd have yeah. to be a series, and preferably ten years plus on them, just so I can have Andrew Garfield as Eric. Yes, <laughs> I need an acceptable yes. age. Yeah, yeah, we need that. Yeah, it's the it's the '90s kind of like thirty-five-year-old teenagers in the high school we series do vibe. That. Yeah, that works. I, I love that genre of thirty-five-year-old high school students. Yeah, I will have nothing bad said about Save by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was a Jada intensity right there. <laughs> Yeah, look, now I'm sorry. I just got lost in um, in my dream cast of grown-up Javier. I'm sorry. I, just, I got lost. <laughs> who, who would you cast as Signal? If you could cast anybody, anybody, and it doesn't have to be an accessible age range for people to make adults reading it going, ooh, it can be as somebody who's genuinely 17, so that's fine. Who would you cast as Signal? Um... She's not an actress, but I would go with Billie Eilish. Is that oh. a silly thing to say? I don't know. I just feel like she has the right kind of vibe of like someone who's down to earth, but also deeply sad. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that could be so, good. Yeah. She's on the mood board for sure. Do you have others? Do you have other people that you can cast <laughs> Um, nobody I had to like kind of, at one point I just kind of looked through and tried to find like supermodels, like just so I could have a, a face to kind of describe when I was describing your face. I was just trying to look for someone specific and I found a perfect model, but I didn't really, uh, write down her name. <laughs> so I can't recommend it, but like, I, I don't know, like, it's very hard to cast the rest of them because they're all kind of pastiches of people I know in real life. Mm. So no one really fits. Like Signal is different because she's more of a proxy character. So she's more of like, um, she's a little bit more intentional and the others are more kind of, yeah, like these subconscious pastiches of people that I know and have interacted with. And so like, I'll be like, well, obviously this person is like half my one friend from college and half my friend, my like, camp counselor guy that I knew when I was 17 and you know like no one else can fit this weird (laughs) golem of memory that I've created um but I always enjoy hearing other people's fan casts because I cannot come up with them by myself just just stare at him just stare at him (laughs) get him just need to draw a little tattoo on his little oh beautiful Sorry, now I'm just. She's gone. She's I'm lost. Gone. I'm We've sorry. lost her forever now. 
tone. Sorry, I'm coming shirt. back. I'm coming back. It's fine. You sure? You yeah. did? You quite finished. Yeah. I just, I love Javier. I can't help it. I'm terrible. I'm, I've only watched the first season of Umbrella Academy. I need to watch the other ones. You really do. It's good. It's a good show. I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I stopped watching Stranger the Things to record tonight, I'd like to point out. I'm really upset with you that you were able to watch it because I haven't been able to watch it yet. But it's fine. I've only watched the first one. I've still got the two and a half hour one to go. Do you watch you watch Stranger Things? Are you on are you um, on that that wagon? I haven't I like I have a three year old, so like I write I write at night when she's sleeping a lot. Mm-hmm. And like if I do watch something, it's usually about a half hour at a time over the course of a week, like a half hour if I'm lucky. So like it has to be something really intentional. It has to be something usually where it's like finite, where it's like, okay, this is two hours. I can watch it in two weeks. Yeah. It's just a weird time, but one day. I you one day. One day you'll get to come back and just binge all of the great things. And then the good thing about that is they'll like be complete. So you don't have to exactly. wait for the next thing. So it's perfect. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Exactly. Look forward to. Yeah, it's, it'll be perfect. It happens. From person who's gone through <laughs> it, it does eventually happen. However, you do become more discerning in what you do watch, I think. Like, if it doesn't get me after the second episode, I'm not going to bother with you and I'm not going to be upset by it. Yeah, I if that. I don't get onto a bandwagon, I don't get into a bandwagon. So, but your time is much better spent writing these books. Yes, and giving me the content for my ears. Yes, that's what you need. Yes, it's very important. <laughs> very, very important. Okay, well, I think we've probably kept you long enough. So we will let you go, but thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, we'll get book two as soon as we possibly can and devour yes. it as soon as we possibly can because we need it. Um, what is your website and social media handles if people want to drop on and follow for updates and potential spoilers? Tell us what's happening. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's at sparkslily.com is my personal site. And... I'm like I'm actually looking these up because I'm very old and confused. So sorry. <laughs> uh, at Lily Roro, uh, Lily R O R O is my Twitter. Um, Rose is my middle name, and I have a lot of family in Texas. We used to call me Lily Row. Uh, <laughs> that's where that comes from. And uh, Instagram is just uh, Sparks Lily Rose with underscores in between. And I do like any kind of. Teen Killers promotion, I'll post there first. So if there's like daily deals or like a, anything like that, I'll, I'll post stuff there immediately. Um, so yeah. And any fan art I find, like it's, it's the best thing in life when someone is moved to make some fan art or like a, a, a review or something or a video. So I'm trying to share all that stuff there as well. Excellent. Note Excellent. to self, Amanda, do the book character cosplay. <laughs> yes please <laughs> gold paint vintage wedding dress i know Let's see it yes it's happening. <laughs> but i'll have to wear the blue wig even though it's not book yes. accurate because her hair is not blue anymore um, at that time it's when it's you're allowed to do that when it's a fun thing It'll just be an amalgamation of everything that happens in that last bit that and you do have all the sign offs so that's true it's approved so it is is happening but i also like need to get a really fancy knife (laughs) 
that's just true for everyone. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, this Japanese carving knife is really, really yes. good. They get through the gristle and the bone. And the, and the soda the cans and the shoes. Are you talking about those? Worn. Like a Ginzu knife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it I mean. It might be. That's what it's called. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the names of things. I just know the Japanese are making a very good knife Yeah. for flesh. I have never murdered anybody and have no intentions nope. of murdering anybody. Nope. All right. And that's the end. Stop. The end. <laughs> no criminal activities. We performed in the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you. We're so excited for book two and for book three. We can't wait. Yay. Thank you for joining us. And Just welcome to the much. family. We're about to get annoying. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Not thank sorry. You so much. <laughs> this is so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. 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 So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss Eat Your Heart Out by Kelly DeVos. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, a rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.